All right, guys, you know we have to talk about this Ralph Northam disaster. It's a disaster. Now, I know this is the White House brief, but we've got a federal disaster in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and the Democrats who are trying to occupy the White House are not concerned about the fact that he's, you know, he's cool with killing children. And yes, I know about the pictures. I know about them. I've seen them. They're terrible. They're racist, whatever. But why are the left, the people on the left, only concerned about a yearbook picture he took, I don't know, 30-something years ago and not what he did last week. I don't think a man should be defined by a picture from 1985. So can we go back to caring about the babies he wants to kill? I mean, who honestly is surprised that a Democrat is okay posing with the KKK or in blackface in a yearbook? No one. That's, I mean, that's their thing, right? It's been their thing for centuries. The Democrat party is the party of the Klan. They literally founded it. What is more disturbing is last week, he said that once a baby is born, they will make a decision about whether or not that baby gets to live. So we're not just talking about abortion anymore. We're talking about straight up murder under the law. But the Dem candidates of 2020, they, they of course don't care about that. Spartacus, Pocahontas, all the rest of the fools. They only care that he was a racist in the 80s because of some silly costume in a yearbook. Well, I got news for you. He is still a racist because name me something more racist than killing thousands and thousands of black babies a year. Because that's how many they kill on average by abortion. That is the current Democrat Platform. So how is that any different from when they were killing blacks in the 1860s, when the KKK was hanging them from trees? Name me something more racist than that. I'll wait. So you would think that the Democrats would want those hundreds and thousands of black votes they are killing off. You would think they want them as votes, right? You guys are killing off all your potential voters. Maybe if we framed it that way, they would actually finally care. Now, we said Northam is a disaster, which he absolutely is. Because, I, I mean, could this guy, could he have handled this any worse? Let's go back and take a look at some of the comments he made. If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. Really? A discussion? Governor, uh, that should be disqualifying. Uh, uh, that should shock and horrify everyone. What, what does he mean, a discussion? A discussion about whether or not a baby gets to live or not? And then when given the chance to clarify, because that's what he, people assumed he meant, he didn't walk it back. He said, oh, 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 well, well, it's only limited to certain cases. Really? You mean like if the baby has Down syndrome, which is a fetal abnorm abnormality, they're born and then the physician makes a decision whether or not to keep them alive? Sorry, but that is a baby's life you are talking about. It doesn't matter how many cases. You are a monster if you think that decision should be up to a physician and the mom and not God as to whether or not that baby lives. But of course, it was, only, it was only conservatives who cared then, not a peep from the Democrats. It wasn't until this image came out that they were like, oh, no, that, he's terrible. He, he has to go. That's awful. Really, it's that silly picture, not his abhorrent views on an individual's right to live? Now, don't get me wrong. I agree he has to go. 
but it's not because of those stupid photos. <laughs> I gotta say though, nevertheless, I do enjoy watching them try to maneuver their way out of this mess because this dirt bag deserves a good old fashioned tar and feathering either way. I mean, this guy, it's just, it's hilarious to watch. He needs to hire a different crisis management firm because he clearly doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Every step of the way, he's just stepped in it deeper and deeper and deeper. Because remember, first, he apologized. Listen. My fellow Virginians, earlier today, I released a statement apologizing for behavior in my past that falls far short of the standard you set for me when you elected me to be your governor. Oh, it's so sad. Now, as the country just tried to decide which one was him in the image, was he the blackface or was he the KKK guy, his story kind of started to shift. All of a sudden, it's not even him in the photo. Uh, dude, you already apologized. Most people, you know, honest people, don't apologize for things they didn't do. You know, did, did you take the cookie from the cookie jar? Wow, I'm so sorry, I won't do it again. I really promise, but by the way, I didn't steal them. I don't know who did steal them, but it for sure wasn't me. That would never happen, and yet for some reason, this Yahoo thinks he can pull that because he's an idiot, and he apparently thinks his constituents are too. I believe then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. It is disgusting. It is offensive. It is racist. And it was my responsibility to recognize and prevent it from being published in the first place. Hmm, that's weird. So now it wasn't him. Just some boogeyman came in and published it on his yearbook page. I, I mean, he doesn't believe that he is either one in that photo. That, that's politicianese for I'm covering my butt. Most people, you think, would remember that photo shoot. Remember that photo shoot we did where I dressed up as a Klansman and you dressed up in blackface or vice versa? And if you don't remember it, that's a problem in and of itself. But of course, he does remember, he does remember one incident where he did dress up in blackface. Why this additional piece of information is needed is not clear, other than he has the worst PR team in history advising him. I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio in which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. I look back now and regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. Yeah, no one with a soul cares that, that this guy dressed up as Michael Jackson when he is an executioner and he admitted to supporting infanticide. But now he's promising to use, oh, he's promising to use facial recognition technology to get to the bottom of this. Of course, what good is facial recognition technology when your face is covered by a white hood? Liberal logic. He just wants to, of course, hold on to his power, so therefore he's willing to say anything. But now it's gotten to the point where the Dems, they can no longer stand by him. He's taken it too far because sure, he condones killing innocent babies, but this yearbook photo, that is going way too far. Because for the left, it's all about optics. And all of these goofballs who think they're gonna come in and usurp Trump and become the next president, they have to indicate to their rabid, obnoxious base that they too are woke intersectionalists who are in with the outrage mob. They get outraged over these things too. They get mad over things people did several decades ago. And that is exactly why Spartacus tweeted, these images, or wait, I have to do it in his voice, of course. These images arouse centuries of anger anguish and racist violence, and they've eroded all confidence in Governor Northam's ability to lead. We should expect more from our elected officials. He should resign. 
Then, of course, Liz Warren had her wigwam in a wad as well. She said, quote, these racist images are deeply disturbing. No, you want to know what's disturbing? Liz are his comments from last week. But where was your big old mouth then? It was closed. Hatred, she says, and discrimination have no place in our country and must not be tolerated, especially from our leaders, Republican or Democrat, nor the must resign. And then Kamala had to run her trap on this one, too. Leaders are called to a higher standard, and the stain of racism should have no place in the halls of government. The governor of Virginia should step aside so the public can heal and move forward together. It's almost like they get their talking points from the same place. I mean, heal? Heal because we are so heartbroken? We had to see an image, terrible image we have to heal. Democrats are seriously more ashamed of a picture for which we have no context other than they are taking innocent life. That's the context that should matter, all right? CNN, they were so embarrassed by it, they actually went and lied and called him a Republican. He's not a Republican, he's a Democrat, but CNN said he was a Republican because only a Republican would be so awful as to dress up in blackface with a KKK member. Really, actually, that's just historically not true. The Democrat Party founded the Klan. And yet here's CNN labeling him as a Republican. You see, what, what, what is that little R doing next to his name, fake news network? Is it because all Republicans are evil and racist and therefore you would never want your viewers to think this man is a Democrat? This man isn't one of you. He's a Republican. They lie. There's a reason you guys are the least trusted name in news and it is because you consistently lie through your teeth. And there's also a reason people ask, hey, is that true or did you hear it on CNN? I mean, did CNN care to issue a retraction? Doubtful. Hell, we're still, we're still actually waiting for CNN to admit they made retractions about the Covington boys. So I, I really don't see how this guy, how he lasts from this. And it's a shame that you can say, oh, make them comfortable, as the governor did. He said, we'll make them comfortable and then we'll decide if that baby gets to live or not. You still get to say that and keep your job, but then someone unearths an image of you from 1985 and that, that's unacceptable. You guys want to talk about racism. Black women are far more likely to have abortions than whites. In 2014, 36% of all abortions were performed on black women who are just 13% of the female population. All right? 36% get abortions. They make up 13% of the population. And in New York City, thousands more black babies are aborted each year than born alive. This is killing black communities. You want to talk about Black Lives Matter, what about these lives? Uh, you guys want to stand on your high horse, talk about the value of humanity and the value of black people, when you guys can't even bring yourself to muster any outrage over the people who kill black children in the womb, and now, according to the governor, outside of the womb. You should be ashamed of yourself. But of course they won't be, because the Democrats have never seen blacks as anything but slaves and as votes. And they know that if they take their abortion rights away, black people won't vote for them because now whatever happened to the black community, 62% are in favor of abortion. But if the, if the Dems appear to be supporting a racist like Northam, oh, that's dangerous. We, we can't piss off the black folks who get spoon-fed this narrative from the mainstream media. The whole thing is backwards. And uh, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot we can do about it other than educate people and tell them the truth. And that's exactly what we try to do here. And that is what I have to say about that. Now let's move on to my newsletter. 
if you're looking for the most important stories, make sure to check out the White House Brief, my newsletter. You can get it by signing up at blazetv.com slash WHB. That's blazetv.com slash WHB. It's free. You'll get what I believe to be the biggest stories coming out of the White House. Of course, it will be from my perspective, and so it will be the stories that I think are most important. For instance, you're never going to get a story uh, like the big story that's buzz, buzz, buzz in Washington now from Alexei McHammond that says, quote, a White House source has leaked Trump's private schedules to me for nearly every day for the last few months. POTUS has spent 60% of his working days in executive time and more on what the sched tells us on Axios. All right, question. How many of you people care about how much time Donald Trump spends in executive time. I mean, these are the things that people in Washington, they obsess over. It really doesn't matter to the average American, especially because prior presidents, uh, Clinton, Bush, Obama, they had all these meetings. What exactly did they accomplish? I mean, Trump has accomplished more in his time in just the two years than the three of those presidents combined. So if he spends 60% of his time in executive time, I'm cool with that. Now, another story is Trump's Super Bowl Sunday interview. Trump gave an interview uh, uh, right before the Super Bowl, which is great that he did because that Super Bowl was a snoozer. I mean, that, the, the Super Bowl was a snoozer. The halftime show was even worse. I, I mean, that, was he rehearsing? I think, I think, what's his name? Adam Levine from Maroon 5? I think he thought he was in a rehearsal with that. And then you had all these terrible commercials, which was like, okay, can we not sit through Google trying to indoctrinate us with their globalism. Did you guys see that commercial? It was like some snooty guy with a thick accent couldn't understand every third word he was saying, and it was just trying to tell us about the importance of translation. We don't need Google pushing their terrible ads on us. Going back though <laughs> to the uh, going back to the to the half uh, the, the the Super Bowl halftime performance, Adam Levine took off his shirt. And all of the feminazis were furious. They're like, why can't we take off our shirt and show our nipples to everybody too? If Adam Levine can do it, so can we. Uh, did you guys forget that you guys have something called boobs? All right. I, I mean, they, they, they clearly missed an essential anatomy lesson where you learn that, that women have different bodies than men. And, and, and it's incredible that they're trying to, they're not going to win this argument. Because in one, in one way, they're trying to say, oh, we can show off our body parts as much as we want, and men can do the same thing. And then they're trying to say, well, you know, you don't want to objectify women. Well, which one is it? Either you want to objectify women by having them go up stage and flash everybody, or you don't. But you can't have it both ways. And then speaking of terrible Super Bowl ads, the Khashoggi ad that the Washington Post spent $10 million on. They spent $10 million estimated on this ad that featured uh, Osama bin Laden's pal, Muslim Brotherhood guy, Jamal Khashoggi, painting him as a hero, talking about the importance of journalism. Washington Post wouldn't know journalism if it hit him smack dab in the face. Now, I mean, they're going to sit here on this channel, lecture us about journalism and credibility. You guys have no credibility in the eyes of most average Americans. I, I mean, they, uh, the the... Donald Trump Jr. tweeted this, and I think this is absolutely accurate. He writes, you know how mainstream media journalists could avoid having to spend millions of dollars on a Super Bowl commercial to gain some undeserved credibility? How about report the news and not their leftist BS for a change? 
I, I mean, the, even the, the writers at the Washington Post are not down with this. Even the writers are saying, uh, this seems like an especially infuriating expense for a company that has A, tried to take away health care insurance from part-time employees, B, moved everyone towards riskier forms of health insurance, Washington Post strong. So apparently life post-Obamacare isn't working out so well for the people at the Washington Post. Another big story, national emergency. Will Trump declare the border a national emergency at the State of the Union speech tomorrow? And by the way, guys, we have a really exciting show planned for you tomorrow. State of the Union, it's going to be Eric Bowling hosting. I'll be there, and a number of our talent will be bringing you the coverage before the State of the Union speech and then after the State of the Union speech, and then we'll give analysis pre- and post-speech. So we'll see what happens, but we're also doing interviews with Corey Lewandowski, Bill O'Reilly, so it's going to be a huge group of people providing the best analysis of the State of Union speech that you're going to find. So make sure to tune into that at blazetv.com. Look for live events, blazetv.com. And then we're also going to be on Facebook and YouTube, facebook.com slash theblaze or youtube.com slash theblaze. And it starts at 7.30. That's tomorrow, February 5th. Do not miss it. So huge names, all of the biggest talent at, uh, at Blaze TV here. Um, and the big question in the Washington sphere is whether or not the president is going to be declaring a national emergency. Either he declares it during the speech or he needs to declare it right after. But the time right now for him to declare a national emergency is now. I mean, it's, it's clear that Congress isn't interested in working with him. It's clear that the Democrats are not going to cave. It's clear that the Democrats aren't going to give Trump anything more than a dollar for his border wall. So at what point does Trump say, okay, it's in, I have to declare this national emergency. It's been an emergency for years. Our leaders just haven't done anything about it. But at this point, at what point does all the trafficking at what point does all the violence from the cartels and all the transnational gangs that come into our communities and literally destroy urban communities, at what point does the president have the balls to say this is absolutely a national emergency? And Trump is indicating it's finally going to be him who does it. He says he's likely going to do it. We just don't know if it's going to be during the State of the Union speech or not. But, I mean, the immigration is one thing, but then you talk about the drugs, 70,000 people in 2017 alone were killed by the opioid crisis. And they love to say, well, those drugs, we don't know where they're coming in from legal ports of entry. You just saw the story uh, last week that they obtained more fentanyl than ever before at a port of entry. But that's the drugs that they catch. The drugs that they don't catch, we don't know where those drugs are coming from. Those drugs could be coming across the border. Those drugs could be coming through where they don't have a wall. Those drugs could be coming in from planes. The fact is we don't know, but we do know that a good number are coming in where there is no border fence. And we've covered this many times on the show before. You talk to the people who actually know what is going on on the border, and they say physical barriers absolutely work. It's part of a comprehensive, a comprehensive plan, but we absolutely need a physical border on the barrier. It's not negotiable. It's not in question. The Democrats have said in the past that they were in favor of that. The Democrats have voted in favor of that in the past before. It is only now, because Trump is president, that they are saying, oh, we don't want it. It's immoral. It's racist. They know damn well it is not immoral. It is not racist. They are trying to obstruct the president because they think it will play well with their base. And they are putting the country at risk. They are putting our safety. They are putting innocent Americans' lives at risk because of it. 
So I would implore the president to absolutely declare the national emergency. I don't, I don't care if it makes the left uncomfortable. I don't care if it causes a stir, as, as if President Trump has been worried about causing a stir. But I think the time is now, if we wait any longer, we put innocent lives at risk, we put the safety of our country at risk, and it is something that has been coming for a long time now that finally needs to be done. I think now is the time. We'll see tomorrow if he actually does it and declares it during the State of the Union speech. Like I said, tune in to our coverage tomorrow, blazetv.com. You can catch us on Facebook or YouTube as well. Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you next time, and God bless the American right.